Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You guys make me feel at home every single day. I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, the grind. You guys letting us know when we suck and when we're really good. (laughs) So I appreciate you guys so much. Let's have a great year, and uh, let's go have a party on Broad Street. Let's have a party on Broad Street, right, didn't you? That is Bryce Harper before yesterday's game, got his MVP award, team did a very nice presentation, and Harper uh, embraces the fans and calls for the parade. Can Can I tell you an interesting thing about that? What's that? After the game, uh, reporters were, were in the locker room and discussing with teammates, like, you know, what do you think of Bryce's talk? And uh, Kyle Gibson said, what's Broad Street? Where's Broad Street? <laughs> Kyle Gibson, by the way, had a great day, and we'll get to that. Yes. He says, like, I, I have no idea where Broad Street is. And, um, you know, you're thinking, like, probably drives on it every day when he's going to the ballpark. It's you three blocks to. away. Yeah. Yes. And Castellanos also didn't know, but he's – been here about a week, so mm-hmm. but there you go. But Ray, Ray, after they celebrate Bryce Harper's MVP season, they go out and they beat the Oakland A's four to two. Home runs all over the place. Ray, you know what, Ray? Mm-hmm. I don't think I can go. What is it? It's still ten oh oh. Thank you, Sonny. Uh, I don't think I can go to ten oh one without hearing a Castellanos home run. How about you? <sighs> go right ahead. And Irvin's first pitch to Castellanos is blasted deep. Center field, and that one's going to go. It is gone. Over the angled wall, Nick Castellanos with his first home run as a Philly. Two-run shot, and the Phillies lead it 2-0 here in the bottom of the first. Bottom of the first, second day in a row, they plunk Harper, not smart, and then Castellanos launches out of the park. Actually, when he was told about Broad Street, and, and he was told, like, that's if the, if the Phillies win a World Series, that's where there'll be the parade, he said, so if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, it's Broad Street also? It's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> give him a break. Yes. No, I'm he's he's only him been a... in town a short time. <laughs> right, hopefully. I mean, he knows his way around Clearwater. He probably knows yeah. his way around, but he's still got to kind of get his feet on the ground in Philadelphia. Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll get it. He'll get it. And hopefully, hopefully, Ray, I have to tell you, I'm feeling, you know. I got to say that even sounded good. The home run. Yeah. Off, off the bat. Oh, I love that sound had, of that. Had that nice crack. I like that. The lumber hits horse. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the greatest. Uh, two days in a row, first inning home runs, new bats, Schwarber on, uh, what's this today? Today is Sunday. Schwarber on Friday, Castellanos on Saturday. 
great pitching on it. Ray, the power on this team. How about that? Mm-hmm. Three home runs yesterday. Hoskins and Segura hit home runs, too. Give them a little bit of insurance. The rotation. Gibson with 10 strikeouts. Walks none. Seven scoreless innings. Yeah, no, he pitched good. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And, and I told you yesterday, everybody knows this team's going to hit a lot of home runs and be a very imposing offense. I think they will score 800 runs for the first time since 2009. I do. That's very possible. I mean, they they got a lot of bats and they got the DH. I mean, it's yeah, it's entirely possible. But I also believe, and and this is the clause that you can put on get save and pull up anytime you discuss it. Barring injury, this rotation is going to be very good. I mean, not historically great, not the four aces that we saw back in the day, but I think really solid through five and Kyle Gibson. Who's not a star? He's not an all-star, but I think he is a guy who can develop into a everyday fifth starter who you can rely on to win a lot more than he loses. Uh, he was he was certainly much better in Minnesota than he was when he came here last year. That happens. Mm-hmm. I think this year, spring training behind him, working with Real Muto, uh, I think he is going to be a guy who is going to be solid and steady. And I'll take solid and steady as my Phillies, Ray, cruise to a minimum of 89 wins. We may have to raise that, Ray. Minimum of 89, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mosh, save that. Mark Mark that down. Mosh, save that. Mark that down. <laughs> I love, look, I, I, I hope you're right. I mean, I think, once again, I think the more you talk, the more you get a little carried away. I mean, Not at all, Ray. Well, I mean, you talk about you think the rotation. You use the terms now. Remember, you said they yeah. could be very good. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a top five rotation in the league. See, I'm not there yet. There's too many unknowns in there. There's really too many unknowns in this staff. I mean, if, if all of these guys, you know, have career years, they could get there. But the likelihood of that, I don't think, is really good. I, I think with their offense, the pitching just has to be good enough. It doesn't have to be the reason they're winning. It just has to keep them from not winning. So I'm, I'm not prepared. Listen, I would love to see all these guys have great years, and I would love to see the rotation come together and the bullpen be solid and, and have this team just, you know, win this division by 15 games. I think that would, be a, that would be a fun summer. I just don't see that. I mean, all the stuff you're saying about the offense, I'm with you. It's obvious. It's there. The bats are there. Um, I, just, I just see – I still have questions about – the rotation, I have questions about the bullpen, and obviously I think anybody with two eyes has questions about the defense. Yeah, oh, the defense is going to be terrible. But if they strike out 12 guys a game, the defense becomes less important. It, it's, it's, it is a sad fact of baseball these days, Ray Dinger, the defense isn't out as important as it used to be. Defense will still lose you games, though. Oh, and we'll have them. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't misconstrue this by me telling you that Alec Bohm is not going to kick the ball around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably took, doing it even as we speak. No, you know, it was interesting. They took him, they, as in Joe Girardi, took him out after the seventh inning yesterday for putting Camargo as defensive replacement. Yeah. Um, Boehm had no balls hit to him all night, all afternoon, which, you know, that's good. That's a good thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He just, he just doesn't look like a, he's just, he just uh, doesn't look like a third baseman. He's just too big. I, I, I just, yeah, I know. his hands aren't very good. He has no range. He is, I, I, he's just not a third baseman. So, Glenn, I, I grabbed that prediction you just had, and as I'm saving it as Glenn Philly's prediction, yeah. I had to 
add the date because I had your Glenn Phillies prediction from last year. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> Probably right on the money, Moshe. I yeah, imagine it was exactly correct. This is before the 2021 season. But they're not going to blow 26 leads this year like they did last year. <laughs> close, Glenn. Very close. Yeah, they blew 28, right? <laughs> See? I know these things. That's Hey, Moshe, well done. <laughs> That's good research. Uh, okay. So everyone, I think what, what everyone who just heard the last minute or two, you understand that while in terms of sentiment and emotion, you're kind of with Glenn, you have to, now that you have the perspective, it's best to temper that. But they are 2-0. and Yeah. They are 2-0. and uh, And they're off to a really good start. I th- one of the things I do think is going to help them this year, in all seriousness, uh, is that I think the schedule is very favorable early. It gives them a chance to get off to a good start. Mm-hmm. You know, this last 10 years when they haven't gone to the postseason, how many of those years did they get buried in April and May? Yep. Yeah, they really have. Yeah, we've seen them get off to bad starts. And they, they, they got off to terrible starts. Yeah. And, you know, this year you, you, you got, in, in the month of April, you got Oakland, you got Miami, you got the Mets hey, without DeGrom. Miami's going to be good. I'm not so sure. Well, by good got, I mean Miami can be 500. Good. No, okay. I don't. They're not going to be awful. No, I don't know about that. Okay. And then you got then you got two series with Colorado who are awful. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and so and you got Oakland right now who's awful. So their their April schedule to me is very favorable and sort of lends you to think that okay this year they might actually get off to a good start. <clears throat> I'll take it. Okay. I would love to get some Phillies talks, 215-592-9494. We're going to bring an interesting uh, discussion in that I don't know that we've ever had coming up in a couple minutes. Before that, or leading into that, Ray, your Philadelphia 76ers yesterday beat the pathetic uh, Indiana Pacers. Mm -hmm. Mo, should we have a highlight of that? Okay, let's hear it. Good luck from Harden down to Joel. He just can do everything. There you go. Embiid was amazing yesterday. Not <laughs> he always is. Uh, Forty-one points, twenty rebounds, Ray. Mm-hmm. So here's the way it works today. Today is the last day of the NBA season. I think everybody's in action. I know the Sixers are, and I know the Boston Celtics are. And the way it works is the Sixers play the Pistons at home. Uh, having lost to the Pistons last week out in Detroit, they got to beat the Pistons at home today, right? I mean, that's, oh yeah. Okay, that's going to happen. Yeah, sure. Now, the Celtics play the Grizzlies on the road. If the Celtics win, the Celtics are the three seed, the Sixers are the four seed. If the Celtics lose and the Sixers win, the Sixers grab the three seed. The Grizzlies are locked in to their playoff spot out west. Mm-hmm. So they don't. They may have a day where it's like, you know, John Morant, you're coming off injury, you're not playing. Right. You, Van Vliet, you're not playing. You're not playing. You're not playing. Um not Van Fleet, um, uh, somebody else in their team. But John Morant being the big one. So they they may decide that they don't care if they beat the Celtics. This matters because if the Sixers are the four seed, they open with Toronto. Right. Ray Dinger, let's play current events. Uh-huh. If the Sixers have to go to Toronto for game three and four and six of that series, who can't play? Thibel. Why not? Not vaccinated. Mm. How does that impact your squad? <laughs> it takes away one of your starters. It takes away your best perimeter defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not a good place to be in a in a playoff series. Uh-uh. I think that could be the difference. You know, I, I mean, Toronto, I, I, Toronto's, Toronto's a pretty good team anyway. Oh, well, sure. And if, right you, if you can't match up with your best defensive player, then 
you're at a big disadvantage. Yes. I really am worried about that. I really am. Well, I, yeah, I, you, sh- you I, should I, be. I'm worried about it because, you know, obviously I want to see them win. Um, and I'm worried about it because if if somehow they do this and they lose, and and they, they let's say they split the first two games at home, then they got to go to Toronto, and Thibault's not there, and they lose because the defense can't hold up. Right. Thibault's teammates, I'm not even talking about the fans, Thibault's teammates are going to look at him like, hey, Thanks, buddy. Yeah. This was our year. This was Embiid's MVP year. This was why James Harden came to Philadelphia. One of the reasons James Harden wanted to come to Philadelphia and leave New Jersey is because he was sick of having an unvaccinated teammate who couldn't play. Right. If they lose and I'm you know, looking ahead here and Thibel is a factor, that's uh, bad days in old BlackRock. I would agree. I would agree. I think it's. I think it'll be hard to bring him back, to be honest. I mean, the two people, if, if that happens, if they draw Toronto and they have to play without Thibel, um, I don't know if they can survive that series. I really don't. I don't really don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems weird to say that about a guy who gives you nothing on the offensive end, but his defense is so critical, especially in this matchup, that if they have to go without him in a playoff series, I just don't know if they can win it. You know, and then 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 you got to look at all the repercussions in the off season. And where does this organization go? And what does that mean for Doc oh, Rivers? If, it, if it's a first round exit, it's, <laughs> you got you got to figure the coach isn't going to survive. This is not why we tanked for all those years. No, no. I mean, that would be after everything that this team did to get to this point and the Harden trade and all to go out in the first round would be would be disastrous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the long range implications would be extreme. Yes, they would. All right. Um, one more thing. Actually, let me take one call, and then I'm going to get into kind of our fun topic of the day, which I don't think you and I have ever discussed in all these years. Last night, I had the pleasure of going up to New Hope with my wife and watching the latest incarnation of Tommy and Me at the Bucks County Playhouse. Very kind of you to do that. Oh, it was a pleasure, and did a talk back afterward. It was a great crowd. They were enthusiastic. They loved it. And one of the people that we ran into there is our caller from California. Jack from Santa Barbara was there. And may I say, <laughs> the dude was looking good, much better groomed than I've seen he, him in the past. He, he looked great. It, <laughs> was, it, was, it, was, it was great to finally get to meet you, Jack. What yeah. a pleasure that was. Hey, clean up well, nice. It, well, I, you know, I met you guys 18 years ago at the hoagie shop, thanks to my brother Frank. So, um, so yeah, the first. Well, I met people, you at the brewery like whatever two years ago, and uh, yeah, I went know. out of my way to always yeah. track Flynn down, but I never got to see Ray because he's he's a little bit busy. <laughs> so, so I got to see Ray, and yeah, it was great. And and I also had a WIP moment it went while I was in line. So, so Ray, you're out waiting to do the book signing, and I'll share this. WIP story. So I say, Hey, prof. So he's up on, on the stage and, and, and he, and he gets my attention and I get his attention and we have our little jag, you know, and he's got that, that, that wonderful radio voice. Right. So the people are listening to him and I have this dialogue mm-hmm. and I get, I get back in line and this guy says to me, you're Jack from Santa Barbara. I heard three weeks ago <laughs> that you were coming to the play, and he and he said, 
And I want to tell you, I, I really like when you're on the radio. So, oh, nice. so my name's Bob. And I said, well, do you call in? And he said, no, no, I just listen. I, I love these guys. But, but, and so, so I had my Tommy moment there while I was getting my book signed for dad from Ray. Very nice. And then along with the signature, Glenn, I got like perfect Catholic school Penman. Oh, the handwriting is astonishing. <laughs> Listen, I, I so even if if you like have no interest in reading Ray's book, you should still buy it just to get him to sign it to see. <laughs> oh, it's incredible! It really is. It really is. Well, yeah. Jack, just real quick because we got to move on, but the show pretty damn good. Oh. Well, the first thing I need to acknowledge is the person that got me there came in from Hawaii and made a commitment to get me there because. I can't travel alone, and she got me there. So I wanted to acknowledge Peggy, who I introduced to you. Yeah, nice, very and, nice. And the people where I'm staying are help, helping me get there too. So, um, but but um, what 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 were you saying before that? I was saying that I wanted you before we let you go to talk about how you felt about the show itself. Well, I told Ray that. I was so moved by the crescendo in the show that, that built up the way it did to the aha moment um, that, that the writing was, the pacing and the writing and the casting, it was all like riding a perfect wave. Yeah, it was pretty damn good. Hey, yeah. Jack, it was, Jack I, we got to run, but it was great to see you, It was great you, seeing you there. That was really well, thank, yeah. th thanks, what for, thanks for coming in. What a nice surprise that was, yeah. to have him in line there getting the book and then introducing himself as Jack from Santa Barbara. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Um, but thank you for coming last night. Oh, it, yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was a, it was a great night. I'm we always had, there. We had, two, we had two shows yesterday. We had the one show at 2 o'clock. Valerie Knight came and was hosted the talk back, and the theater was full. It was packed. And then last night it was just about full. Uh, and they were two great audiences and two great shows. So um, it's really been going well. You got and another one today? We have another show today at 2 o'clock. If anyone wants to come out, uh, there are still tickets available. Bucks County Playhouse in New Hope. Uh, we have a show today at 2, and then we come back next week for a run Thursday, Friday, two shows on Saturday, and then the final show on Easter Sunday. And a little sneak preview is uh, next Friday night, the host of the talkback is none other than Joe Conklin. Sweet. So, so if you're a Joe Conklin fan, uh, come on out Friday night and see Tommy and me and get to see I'm Joe Conklin. I'm curious if he's going to play that straight or how that's going to go. Uh, okay, I want to get into the issue of the day, and it's this. I got into a debate with somebody yesterday about Embiid and the MVP, uh, and I was backing Embiid. And Embiid today is going to win the scoring title, uh, assuming he you know gets whatever, 10, 15 points. It's more important to Sixers lock down and win, but he will become the first center to average 30 points a season since Moses Malone did it before he was even on the Sixers. Right. Um, yet all, and I mean, you see, you, you made the case yesterday, where would the Sixers be without him? You see how he is great year, day in and day out, game in and game out. Um, he's going to lose the MVP by all accounts to Nikola Jokic. And there's no shame there. Jokic is having a great season. I, you know, but I think not as great. So after we discussed it, a guy I know who's a big basketball geek reached out to me and said Jokic. And here's what he said. He said, Glenn, you have to realize Jokic is first in the league in, I'm going to read this just straight, VORP, 
per BPM, DPPM, OBPM, WS slash per 48, WS, OWS, Raptor War, Total Raptor, Offensive Raptor, any second in DWS, and DW Raptor. Ray, I didn't know we played for the Raptors. <laughs> so you, want, you want to know what Raptor is? What is it? Raptor is robust algorithm using player tracking and off ratings. I don't know, and on-off ratings. I don't know what that means. It's, uh, it measures the number of points a player contributes to his team offense and defense per 100 possessions relative to a league average player. Okay, great. I have a headache. Now, it got me thinking. What stats mean something and which stats mean something and which stats don't? Because there are people who have have taken a, a different look at stats and saying the, the traditional stats in sports are, are overrated. Uh, and I'll give you one because this is the one that comes up the most. And I think there's some truth in this. Wins by a pitcher is an overrated stat. Used to be, hey, a guy wins twenty games. I mean, he's an ace. That's it. First of all, nobody pitches enough anymore to do that. Right. But second of all, we can agree that a pitcher can go eight and eight and and have a great year, but he doesn't get the offensive support. Or a pitcher can go fifteen and five and be a mediocre pitcher who just happens to pitch in good luck. Right. So I would agree that pitchers wins is an overrated stat. Okay. Okay. But I would also argue that a lot of these new stats, which I think are contrived stats, I'm not an anti-analytics person, but I think that people who just marry themselves to these stats and say, that's it, you can't argue, it's VORP, that's that's what matters, you can't argue, thus makes those stats overrated. Right. War in baseball, to me, is an overrated stat because people say, like, that's the end of the argument. He had a 3.8 war, he had a 3... Point two war. Bobby Abreu is more valuable than Jimmy Rollins because his war was higher. Right. No, he wasn't. No. No, he was not. I agree. And by the way, nobody can actually tell you what war is. Like what goes into it? Yeah, what's, wins what's the measurement? Yeah. Yeah. Give, how is that measured? I don't know exactly how it's calculated, but right. I know people use it as the absolute arbiter of every argument. Right. You know, no, no, his, no his, his war will tell you otherwise. Well, so that's overrated. Yeah. So here's what I want to do today. And start with you. I just hit my funny bone. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Look, that looked painful. <laughs> it, well, it's such a weird. Why do you have the this little part of your body that is so vulnerable, like so exposed yet so vulnerable? You you back your arm into a chair, all of a sudden your fingers are numb. Anyway, see these are the things I, I miss when we don't work together. You, I mean, you're banging your elbow out that hole in Haverford. I never get to see that. Right. That <laughs> that hurt. Anyway, Ray. Yeah. Here's the thing. We have we didn't give away our prize yesterday, our fifty dollar gift card to uh, Scheib Vintage Sports, uh, where there is a story in every stitch. I love that line. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or ShibeSports.com. Today we're gonna have a big conversation. We'll talk about the Phillies. We'll talk a lot about the Sixers. Keith Pompey is gonna join us later uh, from the Philadelphia Inquirer to talk some Sixers. Uh, we're going to lead into Phillies baseball. You're going to give an NFL draft uh, preview later on. But I want to have the topic of the day be a stat that you think is overrated, any sport. And the thing is, I think this will be interesting because some people will say kind of old traditional sport stats, and some will go the other direction. And at the end, 
Moshe Kravitz gets to award a fifty dollars gift card to which one he thinks is the best. Which oh, good! Takes well, us off the hook. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad you're handing that responsibility to Moshe. I, I never want that responsibility. No, nor do I. So I'm give predicting me predicting that I won't be able to make a decision between two. Okay, well <laughs> you're going to have to, or you can go to advertising and say we need another gift card. They probably give you one, but oh, I was trying to flip it back to you guys. No, no, not happening. Ray, give me an overrated stat. Um, I'm. Because I'm a football guy, I'm you know I'm, I'm I always think football first. Um, I think completion percentage in football. <laughs> Is there a particular person you would want to cite in making that argument? <laughs> <laughs> of course, first one I first one that comes to mind is Sam Bradford. Obviously, broke the record. Sure, I mean uh, if, you know he's got the if you, if you look in the Eagles record book for completion percentage of the season, it's. You know, it's not Cunningham, it's not Van Brocklin, it's not McNabb, it's none of those guys. It's Sam Bradford, and you know, it just yeah, he completed a ton of passes. But and I, I, I had this discussion with the guys who were covering the team back when Brad in the one year that he was here. They're talking about he's oh, he's completing seventy percent of his passes. I said, yeah, but he doesn't score touchdowns and he doesn't win games. You know, that's when you get right down to it. That that's what a quarterback's there to do. He's you know, he's there to get the ball in the end zone. And at the end of the day, he's there to win a game. Yeah, he if he can... completes seventy percent of his passes and you lose, I don't particularly care. Okay. Well, it would be like he did third and two after Bradford has completed two passes for four yards apiece. I I can't tell you how many times in that season you would have a possession where Bradford would complete three passes and you'd be punting. Yeah, that's great. That you know what, <laughs> most Ray could win. Although you know the people that chive sports. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yes. fine. Ray cannot right. win. Ray cannot win, but well, that is a great one. You can at least think about it before you before you, before you <laughs> slam the door on me. All right, here we go. 215-592-9494. Everything is on the topic. We'll certainly work the Eagles into the conversation as we go on. And by the way, nice thing happened to the Flyers game last night. We'll bring that into the talk, too. Yes. Uh, but bigger focus on the Phillies and, you know, my unbridled enthusiasm, I'll admit it. Uh, just most don't play that thing again. And, uh, and also a lot of talk about the Sixers, where they are and... I don't know. I'm a little nervous going into the playoffs. Right in your Glenn Mack now. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.